Yo, yo, check this out. This out. Previously heard. Previously heard. Good Hope FM. Let's go. Right, ladies and gents, please welcome Jasmine Thompson to Good Up FM. How you doing? Hello, I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Doing so good. Well, thanks for making time to catch up. I mean, we've been so fascinated by your career so far. We've played all of your music on Good Up FM, and South Africans are loving following your journey so far. And I think it's not so often that we get a chance to catch up and hear about these stories of success. And I suppose I really wanted to go way back to the beginning of where your love for music began. And obviously, you didn't necessarily grow up into a privileged environment with all the resources you needed to make the success that you are today. And I think it's important important, especially for new artists who don't have all the resources they need to know how that journey begins. You maybe want to just quickly reflect on how your upbringing informed your, your current career. Totally. So I was born and raised in London. Uh, so I was about eight when I started to like learn music and none of my um, parents are musical. My mom can't even like shake an egg shaker in time. She she always loses the beat and me and my brother always laugh at her. And then when I was 10, I actually just started doing YouTube. At the time, there were loads of really cool young people just singing different covers songs recently their own music as well and I was like this seems really fun and then yeah I just started posting videos when I was 10 and eventually it all kind of flew up I guess just more and more videos came out and more and more people started supporting me I'd say. I'm so interested in that journey because I mean a lot of young artists who say that they want to start YouTube channels they've seen everyone else blow up on YouTube and so that's how they kind of want to start their careers but I think the industry that's t- at that time and now is so different and the amount of saturated uh, well how saturated the market is at the moment with YouTube musicians is so, is so big that I think I don't know whether you would give advice to youngsters to say start on YouTube build a brand there and then move it to the traditional spaces or you feel like that space is so saturated now it's not even worthwhile I think it's always going to be worthwhile using platforms like that it's it's really important to use social media like but it is very different when I started out I'd say that YouTube was a, a huge platform that you could there were loads there was lots of space for all of these new artists but then again the whole danger of it is like I'm completely honest everyone's scared that if you start on YouTube you'll end up a YouTube cover artist for the rest of your life and for me like, I'm okay with that because I like doing covers I'll always do music and yeah like I started on YouTube I'll, I'll spend however long on that but a lot of people struggle to make that transition so it's something that you have to come to terms with but also now there's so many different platforms that you can drake on so it's kind of I don't know not, not to be harsh but there's like the quick fix or there's the long like old school artist route and I think there are a lot of crossovers that you can do like because there's your apps like TikTok and streaming and doing all of the YouTube lives and just social media it's such a great place to like expand I, I'd say that you can't necessarily rely on both and I'd like to think that the way that I did that is by dipping into both worlds you still have to gig you still have to tour you still have to work your own music as much as possible because if you have a cover song and it comes out great then you need something to follow it up so there's there's so many different routes and I'd say that you need to have a, a long term plan the next part of your journey so far is I think a lot of people feel like all these steps that they're going to make are going to be strategic. Yeah, you, you have to just have a lot of fun, really, because you have to come to terms with that. It might not happen. The great thing about now is that you have access to so many programs and you don't necessarily need to go to like a music studio to record a song. You know, everyone can kind of teach themselves. Obviously, it's, it's never going to be perfect, but you can get away with doing a lot at home. And it's, it's kind of that hard work and fun for it that I think you need to hold on to. Otherwise, you'll get lost in the thousands of people that are releasing 
creating content online, especially nowadays, it's so rapid. You you scroll the page and, and then you forget someone, you know? I love that. It feels like there's not enough guidance in the industry to say that, which is love what you do and do the YouTube stuff because you think it's a way for you to express yourself. Yeah, it's like, it, that's why I liked the platform so much when I was younger, because I'm genuinely still in touch with um, that first, like, core 50 um, subscribers because they've known me since I was 10. And like some of these people, like I, I treat them like my uncles now and my, like they've watched me grow up and it's such a friendly environment. And obviously like there's there's so many people online and you have to be careful and things like that. And you know, not to sound too like cringy or um, what's the word, like wishy-washy, but you do genuinely have to create and love what you do. Otherwise, why are you doing it? Like you will get mad at yourself if you don't become, you know, successful and then like you're not going to have fun. Yeah. Like, there's no point. Yeah, true. And I think some people in that environment end up making it. They love what they do and they make it. And some people love what they do and they just end up never making it. And I think there's this huge need for us to acknowledge that a lot of it is right time, right place at the right moment. What would you say was that defining opportunity that escalated your career from being a YouTube sensation or just a digital creator doing cover songs to this now traditional fame that you received globally? I, the funny thing is, I'd actually say that that moment for me was um, a cover. Because <laughs> I, I had Little my... Um, ain't nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I, I loved that song and I just I remember recording it and I must have been 13 and the thing is at that age I was I was still really young I didn't necessarily feel comfortable sharing my own songs like I was still doing it but that wasn't my like main focus I just liked putting out music so I did the cover and then Felix Yen found it and then went out and just pushed it and then it, it was just such a, a big moment and it was wonderful a lot of people like captured and then started following me on the rest of my journey which was really lovely like released a couple more EPs after that and you know did some touring I came over and did like um, the festival in Joburg I went down to Cape Town and like all of these different places it was so much fun I loved it it was so good um, talk me through that EP journey because this is the first time I'd imagine that you as an artist were expressing yourself with your songs the things that you wanted to do outside of the covers from, from YouTube itself um, what did that EP mean to you? Um, I think it was one of the it was like a collection of songs really that I think I had built up over the last few years you know going from like covers and things I wanted to bridge over to what I was because I, I used to do a lot of EDM features and I wanted to find something that was more production wise suited me as an artist a bit more I think it was just nice to finally get something out that kind of had my stamp on it I'd say and then one of the songs that obviously is doing so well on the station at the moment is obviously the brand new collab with Yun Zed that must have been an interesting journey so far tell us about the song itself in terms of creative you always hear the great story oh we met each other he heard my sound he loved my sound we made a whole thing together and now we've got a beautiful song what were some of the the behind the scenes moments uh, to be honest the story is actually the opposite so basically what happened was is I was I was working in LA for like a weekend and I was in the studio with these producers called Monsters and Strangers and um, we were working on the song Funny and I went back home and then I didn't hear anything from anyone for like months without me knowing they sent the song to Zed and Zed wanted to collaborate on it and then so literally I can't remember when it was it must have been like November maybe or maybe even after that I got an email from my manager with um, a link to the first version that Zed had done and I just like you know it's just such a, a random message to just kind of like drop on your lap and it was beautiful I loved it and then lockdown happens and I actually haven't met Zed so um, I've never met him in person or anything but we've just been like you know chatting on Zoom and doing our thing you know I really trust his production and, and trust who he is as an artist and you know when you collaborate with someone you get their interpretation of the song that you're making together because funny at the beginning was suppo- it was more like just a piano ballad it was a lot more 
melancholic. I, I have a tendency to make everything really like depressive in a way. Yeah. And when like Zed gets in, he interprets it in a completely different way. Like he's a lot more like hopeful. It's a bit more of a revenge song, and it's actually quite nice because that's that's why I like collaborating with people because it means that I can you know reach in and, and branch out and do something else really. Like it's still got my sound, but it's also that happiness that I'm trying to get a bit more of. You know. So I interview a lot of artists locally and I get a chance to chat to some of the most incredible artists internationally. And we see a brand that we know of on social media. We see the brand that's been on radio before. What are some of the vulnerabilities you don't currently share with your fans? And what are the things that you personally, I think, are the most vulnerable parts of creating music and being a musician in this day? Uh, that's a good question. For, for me personally, the only reason I create music is because I've got a very emotional connection to it. So genuinely, when I... Like, release songs to the outside world I hope that people can have that same feeling I think um, I don't know it's just you, you, it's like pushing out a baby <laughs> you give them something that you spend months or years working on and then hope that someone likes it or at least hope that someone gets a good feeling from it pretty much which is art you know stunning I love it Jasmine I'm just so incredibly proud of the story that you you've built for yourself I'm, I'm so inspired by your journey. The single with Zen is absolutely incredible. It is banging the radio at the moment and I'm pretty sure it's going to continue to climb up the charts and we'll have to give you a call if it makes it to the number one slot in the coming weeks um, because I have no doubt that it is going to climb very, very fast that position based on what we've seen currently with this app. So congratulations on your career this far and we'll see you in Cape Town very soon. Amazing. Thank you so much. That'll be lovely. Have a lovely rest Great. of your Bye. Thank you. Tune in to goodhopfm.co.za. It's all you need.